From the nation's capital to the Sunshine State. It's compelling. The high plains of Kansas and the northeast corner of the land of enchantment. It's Friday. The land of EWTN all across the Lone Star State. It's GRN Alive. Bringing you faith, fun, and facts. Live from the studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Join us on the show. Call 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. Good morning. It is Friday, October 30th, 2020. We are in the 30th week of Ordinary Time. Welcome, welcome to the show. This is Jaron Alive with the Friday Morning Crew. Sit right back and you'll hear about a Catholic radio show. A radio show on Fridays with the greatest team you'll know. The host is a mighty radio man, he leads us brave and sure. Three more of us are on the air for one hour straight. Our show starts at eight with the radio host, the producer, to the movie guy, the professor, and I am here on GRN all right, I had to do it one more time. Okay, see, that's, that's easier than introducing it's you guys. It's too good. Just yeah. one more time. <laughs> well, play it again. I don't know. One more time for <laughs> play today. It again. Play it again. Let's go. Play it again, yes. Daddy, Daddy, play it again. <laughs> All right, maybe in the after show. Okay, son? Oh, no. All right, so, okay, so there it is. That's kind of an introduction to the show. Also, we're going we're to touch on some pretty heavy topics today, and so I thought we'd start off kind of light. Uh, welcome. They just didn't want to introduce us anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let that little 30-second yes, exactly. thing do it, right? And, all right, so Cecil Anderson is here. Good morning, Cecil. Good How morning. are you? I'm doing well. Any uh, strange landings out of bed today? or <laughs> Not this morning. Or? Not this morning. It was very cold, though, which is yeah. lovely, but it's very cold for a Texan here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been cold the last couple of days. Dr. Chris Malloy from University of Dallas. Good morning. How are Good you? Good morning. Doing well. All right. Uh, I always ask uh, Dr. Malloy to do uh, some of the heavy theological lifting. We're going to talk about All Saints Day, All Souls Day here in a moment. So, you ready? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) He looks confident. And uh, the man referred to as the movie guy, not Mm -hmm. the movie star like Ginger. The movie guy is Alex (laughs) Trevino, and uh, he does uh, uh, Mission180.org. And, uh, boy, you came through again, man. You got us a great guest for the second half of the show. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, I heard it was a hard one to to Yeah, yeah. Eduardo Vadastegui. It's going to be our guest. Pull some strings to make it happen. That's right. Made it happen. Uh, I don't see him out there on the, you know, uh, doing a lot of interviews. Uh, He's he's tough to get, uh, but you you you're friends with him, right? Yeah, your buddies. Yeah, we worked on on Little Boy together, which is that World War II father son story. Yeah, I met him before that, and. uh, about well, ten years ago now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So of course you probably know about Eduardo Vadastegui. He uh, is from Mexico. A really uh, handsome guy, pro life. Has a beautiful, beautiful story. Uh, popular actor, and uh, I mean the guy could be doing all the the trashy R rated movies and all the stuff that Hollywood the the Latino lover is he. You know I've heard him say, but he's like, no, I'm not doing that, man. I'm not going to do anything that doesn't. That doesn't give glory to God. Right. And praise right. God for that, that, yeah. that, that he's doing that. Yeah, and it, it's crazy just because the number of things he's had to turn down over the last 10, 15 years, it's, it's incredible. I mean, there, he's been offered so many things that would make him like a mega oh, star. Oh, yeah. yeah. TV show starring, you know, I think, yeah, there's a bunch. Movies. Yeah. 
all that stuff. But uh, his reward, uh, well, he's you know he's rewarded here, but his reward's going to be in heaven as well. So Eduardo Vidasti go join us here at the end of the show, uh, at the uh, halfway through the show. His new movie is called Sound of Freedom. It's about sex trafficking. It's a it's a difficult difficult topic, but it's something we got to talk about because it's impacting a lot of people across the world. And uh, we're also going to talk to Brian Caulfield, the vice postulator of the cause of canonization of venerable Father Michael J. McGivney, the founder of the Knights of Columbus. Uh, he's going to join us uh, on the phone here in a few minutes to talk about uh, that. That's tomorrow. That's tomorrow, the uh, the beatification in, uh, in Connecticut. So we'll talk about that. And uh, Archbishop Vigano has written an open letter to President Trump warning about a great reset, a plot to subdue humanity and destroy freedom. And I read this this morning, and I know I passed it along to you guys with very little notice. I don't know if you've had a chance to read it or not, but I think popping. Yeah, it really is. Uh, we're four days before the election. I think Archbishop Vigano is seeing things that a lot of us kind of feel, but we don't quite know how to describe the the weirdness that's going on in the world with all the lockdowns. Germany is in lockdown now. You know, uh, it, being in Texas too, and with our diocese, you know, we're able to go to mass. I, I. It's almost like you have to make an, um, uh, an an effort to empathize with what's going on in other parts. Like I call relatives and they say, oh, you mean you can do that? Yeah. What are you, yeah, what are it's, you talking about? It's illegal to go to Mass in Ireland now. You cannot have a public Mass in Ireland. I mean, it's crazy. And uh, so anyways, Vigano has got his finger on the pulse and he wrote an open letter to President Trump. And uh, countries are locking down, and uh, uh, the the Diocese of El Paso has uh, has shut down masses he, again. He's basically telling Trump. This is uh, the the listeners should uh, read Second Second Thessalonians chapter two. That's what he's referring to. Yeah. So he's actually referring to the the battle. Uh, well, the coming of Antichrist, and there's an obstacle in the way, and he's saying Trump. On the political side, you're that obstacle. Yeah. On the spiritual side, it's the Catholic Church. What, what pressure uh, to be on <laughs> one guy. You, you are the obstacle of the yeah. Antichrist. Uh, so we're gonna, I'm just going to read a portion of it. Diane's going to link it on our Facebook page. Speaking of, Diane, and you hear her name in that uh, little ditty that uh, <laughs> right. put together as well. She gets the grand well. finale. It's yeah. amazing. Diane. Uh, she, she does a great job on social Let's media. Let's play it again. <laughs> <laughs> now, son. <laughs> Diane, I'm going to try the whole hour to get it again. But uh, go, go to Facebook and Twitter, maybe YouTube. Diane said the YouTube one is kind of delayed. Uh, the the hash, the the ha- handle or whatever is at GRN online, and so. Uh, you can see a lot of the the images and the behind the scenes as well. So, all right, so we got a lot to talk about. Cecil's got a couple of news stories as well. But first, let us talk about uh, the next few days. Liturgically speaking, are very significant. We've got All Saints Day on Sunday, which I guess does it get trumped because it's a Sunday? No, no pun intended with Trump. But and then Monday is All Souls Day. Uh, Dr. Malloy, what's what, what should we get out of these days, and what's the significance? Yeah. So uh, first, let's talk about them in in uh, in, in the back the backdrop to okay. it. So all saints, obviously we're celebrating all those who are in heaven canonized or not. So the, the, the feat, the special feature of all saints day is essentially the non canonized saints. The church doesn't make saints. She just declares saints. Mm-hmm. So this feast goes way back, uh, East and West, you know, basically, uh, with the rise of martyrs, eventually the, the church just says, well, we're going to forget about all these, uh, we're not going to remember them all, so let's just celebrate all of them, all the martyrs. Uh, that's already by the 4th century we see testimonies of this. Probably in the spring, near Easter, but uh, by the 8th century, uh, we've got uh, Popes Gregory the Third, and then in the 9th century, Gregory the Fourth. 
uh, moving this feast to the fall, November 1st. And connected with that, obviously, is all souls, those who are in purgatory, pray for those the day after, okay? So, that that uh, feast comes on the, on the heels of that. You also have the Halloween issue, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, that's a little bit more complicated, but it uh, its roots are Celtic, pagan worship, um, and Samhain worship, uh, the dark druid uh, lord, and, uh, you know, people dressed up in, in, in honor of, of this dark lord. Well, the uh, there was a movement in Ireland, because it's Christianized, you know, this feast is going on, the pagan th- things kind of stick with you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, there was a movement to say, what are we going to do with this, um, with this feast? We have to do something for it. So, what they decided to do is, um, you know, we're, you've got the All Saints Day is, is on the books. Whether that date was deliberate the day after, I don't know. Um, but I will say this, that the, it, it was the Irish effort to make Halloween, Hallow's Eve, that's how the British are calling it, Hallow's Eve, All Hallow's Eve, mm-hmm. um, a day of praying for the souls and especially the poor uh, children would benefit. So you'd give them, they would say, I'll pray for poor souls. You please give me a um, piece of nourishment or a sweet. So a little bit of food or a sweet. Yeah. And, um, and of course, you know, dressing up in, in silly costumes, playing music, making merry. It's a, it's a great way to attack the, you know, attack that, move that feast. You can't just um, ignore it. It's so big. And then in America, apparently this was brought in by the Catholics. Can you believe yeah. it? Yeah, I believe it. Yes. It was brought in by the Catholics. But, um, but it, it, back then it was, you know, it was that merrymaking, you kind of dance, um, and it's connected with Hallow's yeah. Eve, yeah. Uh, or I mean, uh, Saints. But uh, in, in the 50s, it gets to be unmoored from that. And then nowadays, you know, there are some really gruesome things you see in people's yeah. lawns. Yeah, it's gotten kind of dark in some ways. But, uh, but I do want to say this with regard to All Saints Day and, and All, All Souls Day. I do think we see an important distinction here between the extraordinary form and the ordinary form. All Souls Day is about getting out of purgatory and yeah. avoiding it, right? In uh, the ordinary form, you see, you know, it strengthen our hope in the resurrection. In the extraordinary form, what do you see? You say, may, may the souls be delivered by our supplications. Mm. You see the day of wrath, D-A-Z-R-A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't see that anymore, right? Mm. Uh, these are, uh, may we be saved from the bottomless pit of hell. And the offertory, in the in the in the in the new um, in the new prayer, what what you see is you know we offer these up, uh, you know. So it's there's a there's a pathos I think that you see, and I'm gonna it's again it's my uh, special thing. Uh, I've been, been going to the ordinary form or extraordinary form for a while, and it there are some prayers that are so poignant that really hit the the. The pit of the human spirit. Yeah, yeah. So pith and marrow. Yeah. Anyways, uh, important uh, feast days coming up. All Saints on Sunday. All Souls on all, Monday. Another thing is All Saints. I think in the in the uh, is moved to Monday. Yeah. In the ordinary form. Oh, okay. In the in, in the old practice, you would just keep it if it's a first class. Right. Right. So it's Sunday, it's it's first class. So oh. in the ordinary form, what happens to All Souls Day on the second? Are yeah, they, that's a good question. Co celebrated? No, that's a good question. 
I don't know. One in the morning, one in the evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They may well get moved to the third. All right. Well, thank you. That's, See, that's, that's we do good have, information. Uh, the, oh, the, the Roman dicastery gave us indulgence. There's a very flexible indulgence. Every November, it's November 1st through 8th, visit a cemetery, pray some prayers. You can get a, a plenary indulgence for a soul of the faithful departed. But... They've actually made that flexible now. You can take, I think, any non-contiguous, any any eight days you want. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll that, that's something November. I think, generally speaking, oh, wow. we don't do enough. I, I, I know, at least I, I don't. Uh, in in Ireland, where, where my wife's from, the cemeteries are at the churches, and so every time you go to mass, your oh, loved ones easy. are right there, yeah. and so it's a lot easier. But and, and most of us have to go out of our way, so to speak, to get to the cemetery. Yeah. All right, uh, thanks, Doctor Malloy. Appreciate that. Great information there about All Saints Day, All Souls Day, and uh, Cecil's got a couple of stories that you've been following? What's going yes. on, Cecil? So, um, you may have heard yesterday that there was a new attack. There seems to be a growing number of attacks on Catholics and Catholic churches, but in Nice, France, um, an attacker went into the Basilica of Notre Dame uh, around 9 a.m. and killed three people, um, quite brutally. And um, it is assumed to be a... Um, a um, terrorist attack because the attacker shouted Alohu Akbar several times throughout the attack and even the mayor um, Christian Atrosi um, of Nice he said that he can confirm that they do believe it is a terrorist attack and um, it was two women and a man so please pray for their soul, the rest of their souls um, and yes uh, Cardinal Robert Sarah came out pretty strongly saying um, Islamism is a monstrous event uh, Fantasism, which is uh, must be bought, fought with force and determination, and um, just asking for overall prayers, and that we need to be uh, fighting this with the love of Christ yeah. <laughs> overall. Um, yeah, so it's amen. a pretty brutal attack. Um, Was one of those really, really? Uh, brutal. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. a near bad. Yeah, brutal. very, very, very. So brutal, it's not even appropriate to talk yes, about. Yes, exactly. Right? People That's driving why, their kids yeah. to school and stuff. I mean, yeah, it's it's bad. It's, it's bad. It was a very, very bad attack. And this is just coming after we've seen several other, um, a lot of violence towards Catholic churches. So in Chile, uh, a couple weeks ago, um, two churches were basically burned. Crowd um, sharing. <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah, I mean, they a crowd were. Outside. It was, cheering is yeah, just cheering as a church, cathedral yeah. burns and is unrecoverable, unfortunately, two cathedrals in Chile. And even some on a more uh, smaller level in the United States, but there's van- a lot of vandalism going on yeah. and, and destruction of statues and such in the United States as well. Um, but I think it was uh, one of the cardinals in uh, Chile that mentioned that we need to uh, fight evil with love and not evil with evil. Did they give any reason they're burning these down or did no. they just do uh, it? Okay, so the one in Chile has to do with a um, protest that have been going on against the state and I don't yeah. know why they're including the churches in this, but um, it's been kind of a thing that's happened, started last year and throughout the year, um, more violence towards churches. Kind of a French Revolution thing, yeah. isn't it? Where the state and the church are kind of put together and they just want to bring everybody down. So uh, back kinda... a couple decades ago, maybe I could see that, but now nowadays, is that... Yeah. It, it doesn't seem to make sense to me either, but yeah. Well, I mean... The liberation, uh, the liberation theology kind of thing, uh, there's a certain, you know, old church and uh, old state. Mm. You yeah. know, but but yeah, what's going on now? If this, I don't see Mar- that. if this is a Marxist movement, though, the the great enemy would yeah. be the Catholic Church, right? That's right? True. And so just top finally the, turn top on of the them. church. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it's it's gets scary. But like you say, respond in love. And all right, I want to get to this uh, uh, Archbishop Vigano. Did you have? Do you have one other? Story? Yeah, just to also pray for Poland. They just. Um, 
uh, passed uh, a new constitutional, the constitutional court ruled on October 22nd that a law permitting abortion for fetal abnormalities was unconstitutional. This is a law that they passed in 1993. So this is a great news because this will lessen the amount of abortion. So if there's any, uh, if you see anything that the, the baby might have some issues, might have, be special needs or something like that, you cannot abort that baby. It's still legal to abort a baby in Poland under, um, race, uh, sorry, um, rape, incest, and um, possible danger to the mother's life, but um, a lot of protest has been taking out um, for, yeah. for this and attempts and again, of vandalism. Interrupting masses mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's good to see a couple of countries are going in the right direction. Right. There, are, there is some good stuff going on right there. But was, weren't there some young Catholics yes, guarding the church? Yes, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. They, they stood yeah. outside the church so the mass would not in- be interrupted. That's awesome. Yeah, so anyways, uh, I think we all realize uh, that we're at a crossroads. We're at a point right now where the, the 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 battle between good and evil is so intense, and I, I just wanted to draw everybody's attention to this uh, open letter that Archbishop Vigano wrote to, to President Donald Trump about what he calls the Great Reset. And I'm just going to read a little bit of it because we don't have a lot of time. We're going to get to our next guest, and um, he says. Mr. President, allow me to address you at this hour in which the fate of the whole world is being threatened by a global conspiracy against God and humanity. I write to you as an archbishop, as successor of the apostles, as the former apostolic nuncio of the United States of America. I'm writing you in the midst of the silence of both civil and religious authorities. May you accept these words of mine as the voice crying out in the desert. As I said when I wrote my letter to you in June, this historic moment sees the forces of evil aligned in a battle without quarter against the forces of good, forces of evil that appear powerful and organized as they oppose the children of light who are disoriented and disorganized, abandoned by their temporal and spiritual leaders. Daily, we sense the attacks multiplying of those who want to destroy the very basis of society, the natural family, respect of human life, love of country, freedom of education and business. We see heads of nations and religious leaders pandering to the suicide of Western culture and its Christian soul, while the fundamental rights of citizens and believers are denied in the name of a health emergency that is revealing itself more and more fully as instrumental to the establishment of an inhuman, faceless tyranny. A global plan called the Great Reset is underway. Its architect is a global elite that wants to subdue all of humanity, imposing coercive measures with which to drastically limit individual freedoms and those of entire populations. In several nations, this plan has already been approved and financed. In others, it is still in its early stage. Behind the world leaders who are the accomplices and executors of this infernal project, There are unscrupulous characters who finance the World Economic Forum and Event 201, promoting the agenda. All right. Um, He says the purpose of the Great Reset is the imposition of a health dictatorship aiming at the imposition of liberticidal measures, which I think the death of liberty, right? Yeah. Isn't that what that means? And so, anyways, it's 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 not that long, but it's too long for me to read the whole thing. Uh, Diane has linked it on our Facebook page. You can go to lifesitenews.com and find it. It's definitely worth a read. especially. Powerful. Yeah, it is very powerful. And... Uh, Anyways, whether uh, whether people are going to buy it or not, I mean, what, what, is it credible? Is it over the top? Um, it, but uh, you know, it seems like the gloves are coming off. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I feel like we're sleepy too. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard, and he he is convinced that he's awake. <laughs> yeah, he's woke. So he he's, he's woke, man. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a powerful. 
Yeah, yeah. So the if health- anything, like you say, if anything, else, just read it. You can make your own judgment on uh, this is over the top or this is uh, a serious warning, but uh, we Year- need, you need to pay attention to it. Years ago, my wife and I were talking that, that it could be through the health thing, I, interestingly, yeah. right? Because the way the health uh, community operates, we're the experts, you're not, be yeah. quiet and listen to us. Yeah. Um, true, you are, but... Th- th- there's, there's, it leaves an uneasy feeling in the stomach when, mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're told that. Uh, well, yeah, because we all rely on our health, obviously, and uh, you, you want to trust the authorities. You've got to go to them, and, and you, you have to get your physicals to go to school. Yeah. See, what I'm saying is they can, they can do this through, through those means. Yeah. yeah. Let's say you had a ch- change of uh, gender confusion thing. Doctor can pull people aside. Mm-hmm. You get out of the room. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking to little so-and-so. Yeah. Uh, we're going to skip the break, and we're going to go straight to our guest. Uh, lot, lots there, and again, go go read that uh, open letter from Archbishop Vigano. There's a very exciting uh, series of events that begin tonight, actually, and it's the beatification ceremonies of Father Michael McGivney. The official beatification ceremony is going to be uh, tomorrow at a, a beautiful church in Hartford, Connecticut, and we have joining us now... Brian Caulfield, Vice Postulator of the Cause of Canonization of Venerable Father Michael J. McGivney, the founder of the Knights of Columbus, and uh, he's going to talk to us about all the exciting things going on this uh, this weekend. Uh, Brian Caulfield, good morning. Hi, good morning. Glad to be here. All right, we were talking about this uh, before the show started. What is a Vice Postulator of a Cause, and how did you get this position? <laughs> Tell us about that. Well, Vice Postulator, as it uh, is the assistant to the postulator. Uh, every every cause for sainthood has to have a postulator, which means someone who brings forward the cause. Our postulator is in Rome, bringing the cause forward to the uh, congregation of the saints in in Rome with the Vatican. And I'm the assistant in the U.S. I work full time for the Knights of Columbus um, here in New Haven, Connecticut. And anytime uh, at this point in the cause, anytime we get a report of an extraordinary favor through the intercession of Father McGivney, I'm responsible for kind of doing that first initial uh, inquiry into it, you know, medical records and interviews of people who are involved. And, uh, of course, now, because we have a, a miracle that was accepted by the Pope and the Vatican, um, that's why we're now at the stage tomorrow, <laughs> finally, of, uh, of the beatification of uh, Father McGivney. Very exciting. Yeah. You see the fruits of the Knights of Columbus, and uh, Alex and Dr. Malloy and I are all Knights of Columbus, and uh, just the millions and millions across the world. I think that alone, you know, you founded the Knights of Columbus, <laughs> canonized the guy. <laughs> but uh, beyond that, uh, tell us something about Father uh, McGivney and uh, what's special about this man that we'll be celebrating this weekend. Well, Father McGivney was born in Waterbury, Connecticut. Uh, His parents came from Ireland during the potato famine. Um, He uh, was ordained in 1877, and uh, his first assignment was in St. Mary's Church in New Haven. At that time, it was a poor immigrant uh, parish, Uh, you know, the Irish coming over during the the Great Hunger time. And uh, he was known as a really holy priest, but not just the priest, you know, who was holy in the sanctuary and the rectory, but he had this uh, notion of going out, which was not common, uh, priest in that era in the U.S. because of the anti-Catholicism. He would go out into the community. He would uh, he would advocate for his people. Uh, he would go to court, um, you know, to advocate for his people. 
And, uh, you know, but he also had good relations with the Protestants uh, of the day. Um, just universally known as someone that anyone could go to at any time. And he would be your advocate. He would be your helper. He would pray, but he would also do something very practical to help you. And that is the reason he founded the Knights of Columbus in 1882 in the basement of St. Mary's, because he saw a lot of his Catholic men were going to the secret societies and anti-Catholic secret societies because they had connections, they would get jobs, they would get, um, you know, move up in society. So he said, we have to give these men same or similar benefits or better benefits um, so they won't go away. They keep the family close to the church. So that was the idea of the Knights. There was a death benefit. Any member that died, the uh, widow and the children, uh, we get a death benefit, and that still goes on today with our insurance uh, company. And uh, also, it was a way for men to uh, grow in their faith under the principles of charity, unity, and fraternity. And these are the principles of the Knights today. So Father McGivney's original vision is really still very relevant uh, today, and that's why we think you know, he's really a blessed for our time. Yeah, certainly. Brian Caulfield is vice postulator of the cause of canonization uh, for venerable, soon-to-be-beatified uh, Father Michael J. McGivney, the founder of the Knights of Columbus. And there's a lot going on beginning this evening, and I know COVID kind of changes everything. I understand a lot of these, if not all, is not open to the public, but that doesn't mean we can't still participate. Um, Brian, can you tell us about... Uh, what's happening this evening, of course, tomorrow, and I think even a, a massive Thanksgiving on Sunday as well, and how our listeners can participate. Yeah, we have like a, sort of a triduum of three days of, of celebration, Father McGivney, and at St. Mary's Parish in New Haven, where he founded the Knights, uh, the Dominican Fathers there are starting this evening. First, it's a like a prayer vigil for the clergy of Connecticut, because not all the clergy, not all the priests are going to be able to get into the cathedral tomorrow for the beatification. So this is like evening prayer and then reflections and adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. Um, and then after that, it's what they call the McGivney Festival, and it's really going to be an overnight vigil kind of thing. Um, again, you have to sign up in order to be able to get into the church, but you know people are welcome to like pray outside. Um, of course, Saturday, uh, there will be the beatification up in Hartford, uh, where the cathedral is, St. Joseph's Cathedral. But after that, again, at St. Mary's, there's going to be um, kind of a, uh, a forum on Father McGivney. Um, and a lot of this will be televised uh, on EWTN and also live streamed on kfc.org backslash beatification. And then on Sunday, will be a massive Thanksgiving at St. Mary's. Um, you know, massive thanksgiving for the beatification of Father McGivney. Um, so it's very exciting. It's like three days, constant, overnight, Friday night and Saturday night. Um, of course, people who live locally here in uh, the Connecticut area uh, are welcome to come, and others are welcome to view this, you know, either live-streamed or on, the, on cable, EWTN. Yeah, there's. Uh, I'm on the website right here, the kfc.org, and then... Uh, events and Father McGivney. I'm sure people can find it pretty quickly just going to kfc.org. You mentioned, uh, yeah, okay. of course, people know yeah. that none of this can happen unless there are miracles that are confirmed uh, by the, the the Vatican. And we actually had, I hope I pronounced his name right, is it Mikey, My, Mikey is it Shackley, is that right? Uh, his his uh, Shackle. Shackle, yeah, okay. Shackle, okay. The, okay. The, yeah, his dad came out with Shackle family in, uh, in Tennessee. Um, they, uh, the father is actually an agent, an insurance agent with the Knights, so they knew about Father McGivney. 
their 13th child um, was diagnosed with a fatal condition called fetal hydrop, so serious that, you know, the medical experts, the neonatology experts uh, down in Nashville um, said there's no chance, you know, this child will not get to delivery. So they prayed to Father McGivney, and, you know, uh, a few weeks later, you can see the two ultrasounds. Um, the first one before, uh, he looks like, uh, you know, a bloated balloon kind of in the womb. And then three weeks later, he, he looks like a normal. He also had Down syndrome, but the parents never prayed to have that healed because they thought that would be a gift to the family that, you know, this child is destined for heaven. But uh, he was healed of the fatal condition of high drops. It took four years uh, to get, you know, all the information, go through the tribunal, get the information to Rome. Uh, went through the medical commission approved, went through the theological commission approved, and the Holy Father, Pope Francis, approved the miracle uh, back in May, uh, back in late May. So since then, we've kind of been in what I call a spiritual sprint toward the deadline of tomorrow, and it's, it's hard to believe it's actually come, but uh, we're ready, and uh, you know we're just waiting for these blessings and for a second miracle for Father McGivney's, uh, hopefully, canonization. What is his uh, feast day going to be? Uh, that's going to be announced tomorrow. Uh, a letter from the Holy Father will be read where the feast day will be. Oh, you, you can tell so. us now. Come on, please. Oh, no. <laughs> Exclusive. Come on. I know. No, no one's listening, right? You're going to tell me no, no one. No, <laughs> just between us as friends, right? <laughs> yeah. So that, that, that's 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 awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so uh, it's it's a great uh, celebration, and all the information is there on the website, uh, kfc.org. And as Brian said, a lot of this is going to be broadcast on EWTN television and I believe radio as well. It all begins at 7 o'clock, I presume that's Eastern Time tonight, October tonight, 30th, yeah, with the prayer tonight. vigil for priests. And I'm just looking at these churches that uh, were this, this I, I um, yeah, New Haven, Connecticut. Boy, that is absolutely beautiful church. And, you, you know, uh, but anyways, yeah, thanks so much. Great information. I hope a lot of uh, our listeners will participate in this. Appreciate it, and thank you. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Appreciate all the work that you do, and I guess we'll be talking to you uh, maybe again when the canonization comes around here, hopefully before too long, right? Yeah, I look forward to that. So uh, you, you could probably see my smile even on radio. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can see it. All right, thanks, Brian. Appreciate your time this morning. Good talking with you. Thank you. God yeah. bless. All right, Brian Caulfield, Vice Postulator of the Cause of Canonization. You know, kind of highlights the fact that I think we really need to pay attention, because I remember when uh, Mikey's dad was on, they had, remember he had taken like a pilgrimage to, was it to Fatima? Yes. And somebody was praying, and they were there at a mass. I forget the details. Uh, and the reason I bring, bring that up, so we had a lady come to our door last night, just kind of like a, a door-to-door kind of sales lady, and my wife ended up getting in a conversation with her, The lady, and we have a special needs child, as you do, Dr. Malloy, and the lady got into this conversation about uh, her special needs kids being healed, and she asked if she could pray with my wife and over our son, and you know, wow. it's just these little opportunities mm. in life where you might miss them if you don't pay attention, and of course we know that sometimes even angels take on a body forums, and I think there's, uh, I, I don't know why I'm even talking about this, but <laughs> well, just this uh, this awareness of God working in our lives in mm-hmm. extraordinary right ways mm-hmm. that yeah. sometimes we just may miss it, you know? Mm. And and yeah, it's funny because you, you, throughout history, we keep saying, oh, well, miracles all happened way back in the apostles' time. Yeah. St. Augustine said that. He goes, yeah, they happened back then. He goes, but, you know, a few have happened while I've been bishop. So he talks about them, and they happen like right now for yeah, us i mean yeah. 
not like it's only about miracles and we should just be work, looking for the extraordinary, but um, but they, they do. It's nice to know that God can really work powerful things, especially right now we need it. Yeah, don't we? we sure do. We sure do. I was going to mention that Father um, McGivney's way of handling the poor you know, is kind of like a local, private enterprise to yeah. assist the poor. Back in the 19th century, there were a lot of those kinds of uh, movements. They they and when they dominated, they they um, they they did really well. Mm-hmm. The, the effects were really good. And when a centralizing centralizing effort was made, um, actually the the effects were not so good. It kind of um, what do you call it? Uh, if 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 you offer the money, <laughs> they will all come mm-hmm. needing it. Yeah. Um, rather than. You know, local judgment, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, it's time for a break. I want to say a couple of things. We're waiting on a call from Eduardo, uh, Eduardo Verastigui. We're going to talk about his new movie that's coming out, uh, dealing with a pretty heavy topic of uh, uh, sex trade, sex, uh, child sex uh, exploitation. Uh, but it's something that definitely needs to be talked about. We're also going to talk to him about uh, the upcoming election, uh, maybe uh, especially having to do with Latino uh, voters, which I think is one of his specialties. I want to mention a couple of things. First of all, thanks to everybody who came to the event last night in Midland, uh, Bishop Strickland, who, I don't know if y'all know this, he's going to be our guest next Friday. Uh, Bishop wow. Strickland is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Who knows what the world's going to be like next Friday after <laughs> this election? True. I mean, I don't yeah. know what we'll be talking about. We may but, not even uh, know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he's yeah, going to be, it'll be suspense. Yeah. yeah, it is. I mean, that that's the the thing, is we just don't know. And so next, uh, uh, he was the speaker last night in Midland at the event. I haven't gotten any official updates on it, but uh, thanks to everybody. It was a sold-out event, and I'm, I'm sure it went really well. Also, uh, Joe McClain, our director of mission development has texted me and asked me to, to tell you guys that a new version of our app is uh, released on iOS and the Android version is coming very soon. Now, I'm not a techie guy, and Ooh, so I hardly, I need to go download I hardly even one. know what that means, but uh, <laughs> I, I just wanted now. to. Yeah, oh, you are, you are. okay, as yeah. we speak. Okay. And so let's take a break, and at the end of this two-minute break, uh, Cecil's going to play a part of the trailer for the movie that Eduardo Verastegui, uh is, is in. It's called Sound of Freedom, and also... Powerful movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, powerful movie. Mm. It's probably a difficult one to watch, but it's an important one to watch. And uh, Jim Caviezel yes, is the star in I'm it. I'm so excited. And so you'll hear the trailer, and then I hope we're going to have Eduardo. Uh, <laughs> that's the hope, anyways. Yes. <laughs> we're waiting on the call. So, anyways, uh, hang tight. And if you want to join in the conversation, we really appreciate hearing from you. 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. We'll be back. I've never heard y'all before. There is this lady with her big white SUV, and on the back of the windshield is this big car with y'all's radio station underneath. Put it on y'all's radio station anyhow. And then it starts talking about the saints and how the saints give you signs and they lead you into the right direction. I just appreciate you and God for putting that sign in my life and letting me know that it, it is him and it's okay. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Join the Guadalupe Radio Network in praying for the upcoming elections and for the United States. We will be praying a Rosary Novena through November 3rd. After the Divine Mercy Chaplet, we will be airing the Rosary for America featuring Julie Carrot, host of We Sing Our Faith. So join us in praying for our country and for the upcoming election through November 3rd.
Did you know that you are ministering to those who are imprisoned? Almost every one of our stations reaches some type of correctional institution. Since first going on the air in July 2000, the GRN has heard back from many prisoners about our life-changing programming. One federal inmate wrote, The GRN is able to provide us with answers, knowledge, wisdom, and most importantly, the peace we all need. With the help of the GRN, former gang members have come back to the church and have become some of the most loving and caring people in the compound. He went on to say, The GRN has helped fellow inmates reconnect with families and have saved marriages. Without the GRN, it would be more difficult for us to find peace, hope, love, and to save our lives. Thank you for being part of the GRN family and helping save lives now and for all eternity. This is Len Oswald, President of the GRN, with your Family Minute. We are your Catholic Radio. Radio for your soul. It is the fastest growing international crime network that the world has ever seen. It has already passed the illegal arms trade, and soon it's going to pass the drug trade. Imagine walking into a room right now, seeing an empty bed. We're Homeland Security. You know we can't go off rescuing kids in Colombia. This job tears you to pieces. This is my one chance to put those pieces back together. We're talking about extracting an 11-year-old girl from an army of rebels. Not just her. I'm talking about rescuing hundreds of kids. She could be a block down the road, or she could be in Moscow, Bangkok, L.A. Over two million children a year are being sucked into the deepest recesses of hell. If we do nothing, someday it's going to reach the likes of you. All right, we are back. And uh, this is GRN Live Friday edition, and we are so grateful for uh, you listening and also going on to our social media platforms, uh, Facebook and Twitter, and I think maybe YouTube as well. The handle is GRN Online, and you can see what is going on behind the scenes, and uh, we have an after show as well. 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424 is the phone number. And uh, Eduardo, you just heard the trailer of the movie that's uh, coming out and we were going to have Eduardo Verastegui but uh, sometimes things don't work out exactly as you uh, uh, hoped. Uh, we think we might still get them but uh, we'll hang tight and let's see if we get them. The movie is called Sound of Freedom diving into the global issue of human trafficking through the true story of a former CIA agent and uh, and and so I don't, I don't know. Is it out yet, or what's what's the, what's the story with this? No, one? it's kind of in limbo because obviously everything with uh, with COVID, you know, destroyed the the movie sort yeah. of distribution channels. Uh, but they're I think they're shopping it around. But it's it's the story of Tim Ballard. If you don't know who that is, he was a CIA operative who was who would go to these places to countries all over the world to uh, to basically you know rescue kids, and he realized that the bureaucracy was just too much to handle too much to deal with there were people who would be in his line of sights where the government would tell him to stand down because mm-hmm. you know it's not we don't have a an agreement with this country or we don't have you know it's it's not proper to go and you know get rid of this guy who's got thousands of kids as held in slavery and so that's when he said all right well i'm gonna go rogue 
<laughs> so just started going rogue and literally invading third world countries yeah with mercenaries to rescue mm. all these kids yeah it looks good looks intense it's kind of like unplanned i know when that one came out the abby johnson story and people are like gosh you know i mean it did very well and i think that it was a great movie well. but you're yeah. like yeah you know, some people say i want to go to a movie to be entertained i want to be a movie to get away from the troubles yeah, of the eat world popcorn and, yeah <laughs> eat popcorn. Well, some, and some people just they know already the horror of abortion and they're just like yeah. i can't stomach it i can't st- stomach seeing it so yeah, yeah. it's one of those and things that's fine yeah but, i mean but it, it does hit but those it does movies have power where they need to right and, and i will say too you know the massive distinction of a movie like this with something like cuties on netflix that came out <laughs> where mm-hmm. you know yes. they're, it's it's telling a good story the exploitation of children cuties but the way it's shot is right exploiting right. children in order yes. to show exploitation yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the whole yeah. point in this case you know it's catholic filmmakers doing this in a way that's tasteful that's you know classy it's not like they're doing anything he, like that at all to get this story out in a really true and powerful way so he looks so good i mean he is really acting well in that i mean i know oh, he's he's a, I, yeah i know he's a good actor yeah. but i'm saying oh, this looks is great yeah. yeah i he was bella right he did, uh, he did bella uh, eduardo was in bella yeah, Eduardo. But I mean, was Caviezel in Bella? Uh, no, no, he wasn't. No, no, no. Oh, of course, no. Caviezel was in Passion of the Christ. Pa- of course, yeah, yeah that's he was Jesus. Was. He's oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was thirty-three when he shot the Passion. It's incredible. He, he also was yeah. in the. the you Paul can tell movie. I'm a big movie yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> massive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. You know, nobody's gonna mistake you as the the movie guy in the Gilligan's Island uh, trailer. That we do, right? uh, you're the professor. I'll be the professor. Yes, Doctor Trevino reporting for duty. Let's go. Spider Man just come out. All right. If you want to join in, also we're going to talk a little bit more about this uh, uh, open letter to President Trump by Archbishop uh, uh, Carlo Maria Vigano, which I think is very important, especially as we come up on uh, four days before this election. Have you heard uh, th- there are pictures coming out of Washington, D.C., where pretty much the whole city is boarded up? They are expecting... Uh, like calamity. Have you seen this? Yeah, uh, I did uh, not uh, see this. Oh, yeah, yeah. That I, and I, the, uh, Thomas Peters uh, uh, tweeted yesterday last night and said it's a ghost town. He said mm. you, you you wouldn't even recognize Washington D.C. because everybody is expecting uh, it to just be completely chaotic. And they're they're on on election day or even beforehand. Of course, we saw what's happened in Philadelphia already. And of course, the president. You know, if he pulls the national guard, they're yeah. all going to say what this is some kind of. You know, power move <laughs> yeah, by right, him. Yeah. But you know, the National Guard is needed. I, I hope the local states. They've been deployed Texas, in Texas. Yeah, I know. I'm to glad. All major cities. Yeah, and then I, I also saw that Walmart is, uh, took all guns and ammunition out. Of, oh wow! Out of like display cases. I see. That's all in the back now. So you have to ask an associate to go get you a certain item. Yeah. Yeah. So let me, uh, I, I, I read a little bit of this letter from uh, Archbishop Vigano to President Trump. Uh, uh, he says, it is you, dear President, who are the one who opposes the deep state, the final assault on the children of darkness. That sounds very apocalyptic, doesn't it? It, it is. I was, I was saying that's a reference to Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Okay, Paul there talks about the man of sin, the man of lawlessness. Yeah. And he says, this is, the, this is going to be the Antichrist. The tradition knows that this is the Antichrist. Paul says, he will come after the apostasy. Okay, so first an apostasy, then the man of sin. And he says, but there's something preventing this guy from coming. The restrainer? Is the that- restrainer. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah, and tell us about that. Because I remember back when I was getting my master's degree, I did a whole paper on the restrainer. There was you a couple did? Of, That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. You may have graded it. No. <laughs> no, wait, but no. Awkward. Oh, and you failed, Dave. <laughs> Awkward. All these bad memories are coming back. But, no, seriously, tell us about Let's the restrainer and how that might relate to current times. Yeah, so, um, okay, well, the restrainer... Uh, is uh, there's an obstacle. It says it, it, he won't come. He can't rule. The mystery of iniquity can't be unleashed until the obstacle is taken out of the way or the restrainer mm-hmm. is taken out of the way. Everyone's like, what is this? The church fathers thought it was the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. Okay, we look back on that. We we've, makes it sound laughable, right? Because that's gone. Newman, John Henry Newman, wrote about the Antichrist. Highly recommend the listeners, uh, which they, by the way, they, they, could, they could call if they're interested in that. But... Um, to read those essays. They're online. What Newman says is it's the rule of law. The restrainer is the Roman Empire in the sense of the rule of law. And so what Vigano is doing is saying it's the new world order is the anti-order trying to subvert the, you know, rule of nature, the rule of law. Yeah. And, 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 and Trump, he's very nuanced here. He's like, not that I'm supporting your political party, mm-hmm. Vigano says, but yeah. but you you represent for so many people the way the world should be in so many ways. Yeah. Not that you're perfect, but, you know, values, family values, nature, private property, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so this is, uh, we're referring to the letter that it actually was dated October 25th. I didn't know about it until this morning. I saw quite a few, including LifeSite News, have uh, linked to this. You can go, and Diane has linked to it on our, our social media platforms as well. If you'd like to comment on this, or how are you doing in this difficult time leading up to uh, a very contentious and, uh, you, you know, everybody's... Uh, I, I don't know. I can't say everybody. A lot of people are kind of kind of nervous about, a little anxious about what's going on. Let us know how you're doing. 877-757-9424-877-757-9424. Do you think there's uh, uh, credence and credibility in this letter, or you think it's nonsense? Uh, Archbishop Vigano says, Mr. President, I imagine that you are already aware that in some countries the Great Reset will be activated between the end of this year and the first trimester of 2021. That's interesting, a trimester. I don't typically think of trimesters in, in regard to years, but uh, for this purpose, further lockdowns are planned, which will be officially justified by a supposed second and third wave of the pandemic. You are well aware of the means that have been deployed to sow panic and legitimize draconian limitations on individual liberties, artfully provoking a worldwide economic crisis. So great reset. Yeah. Is he, is he talking about like a cashless? I mean, I know I've heard vaguely, but the, the move to cashless, mm-hmm. the move yeah. to, like he talks about an ID. He doesn't say chip, but digital ID. Yeah. Health yeah. record, contact tracing. Now, some people would tie that into the, the book of Revelation. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Mark uh, of the Beast. Yeah. Right. Right. And so, I don't know. I mean, in, in some ways, I think. Like, uh, maybe this is just something that's going to blow over. I was thinking yeah. about wh- what was going on back in the Cuban Missile Crisis and the Bay, right. of, Bay of Pigs when, uh, you know, everybody was thinking the, the United States was about to get uh, nuked uh, by, yeah. by Russia and they were doing drills in schools and everybody was freaking. And uh, is this something that a couple years from now we say, wow, that was kind of weird? Or, or is this really a big deal, you know? Well, that's, other, that's why I like Newman so much on this Antichrist stuff because he says, look, it's always a possibility. 
a real possibility. And, and, and you know, there, there are different kinds of Antichrist. Like, mm-hmm. there's this guy, that guy, and the other guy at different times. And so, as history goes forward, Newman says, rather than laughing it off and saying, oh, well, they thought it was in the 19th century or whatever, um, now we know it's just all mythology. Um, that's what a lot of people do. Newman says, no, no, no. As history rolls out, you get a better picture as to what the real guy is going to be like, because he's going to put together Hitler. Obviously, Newman didn't talk about that. He's going to put together Robespierre. He's going to put together the guy who founded Islam. Mm. That's who Newman points out. Yeah. He's going to put together Julian the Apostate and Antiochus the Fourth. Wow. You know, all, all these different people. He's going to put them in one. Or he's going to so be. So he's going to be. So it's so it's basically like saying you've seen all these people. It's going to be worse than all these people. That's exactly what Newman says. So he doesn't want anyone wow. to be panicky. You know, obviously God's in charge, but he does want people to realize that this is a serious battle and uh, it's underfoot. Back for Newman, it was the secular education. The fact that we're ripping um, the church out of this, out of uh, education, um, can't, no public aspects of religion in the society, that kind of stuff. A little bit more from this letter. Uh, Archbishop Vigno, again, open letter to President Trump. He said, Mr. President, uh, and I'm I'm jumping, this is not the, I'm not going in order here, but this is towards the end. Mr. President, you have clearly stated that you want to defend the nation, one nation under God, fundamental liberties, and non-negotiable values that are denied and fought against today. It is you, dear President, who are the one who opposes, and he puts that in quotes, uh, the deep state, the final assault of the children of darkness. For this reason, it is necessary that all people of goodwill be persuaded of the epical importance of the imminent election, not so much for the sake of this or that political program, but because of the general inspiration of your action that best embodies in this particular historical context that world, our world, which they want to cancel by means of the lockdown. Your adversary, listen to this, your adversary is also our adversary. It is the enemy of the human race, he who is a murderer from the beginning. Wow. (laughs) That's fighting words. Yeah. I mean, that, again, that puts a lot of pressure and significance in one political leader. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, I don't know. And an unexpected one. You know, it's like an Isaiah Cyrus. Yeah. Cyrus is the anointed, but he's a pagan. Yeah. Right. And he's the one that... uh, He rescues the Jews. Yeah. Sends them back. Right. I mean, you know, benevolent, a benevolent understanding towards the Jews, but not not himself Jewish. Isn't that interesting? That's fascinating. Wow. All right. uh, Last chance to get in on this conversation. If you'd like to join us, let us know what you think. Uh, I I told you at the beginning when we played that uh, silly uh, Gilligan's Island, I said, (laughs) we got some heavy stuff to talk about in the show today. The beatification was fun. That was uh, was was the the, the, the upside. Yeah, Yeah. that's the upside of all this. Good things are happening always. Yeah, we got to remember the the, the saints. Yeah, 877-757-9424-877-757-9424. You know, Eduardo was going to be on with us. Uh, We never heard from him but i also wanted to talk about there are there are some things and again this year a lot of the news has just been buried because people have been so obsessed with the pandemic and the election uh but back in january 2020 talking about sex trafficking president trump recognized the 20th anniversary of the trafficking victims protection act and signed an executive order on combating human trafficking and online child exploitation in the united states 
it's 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 amazing to think of how many people are being impacted by this and it's it's kind of like abortion you don't see it i yeah. mean i i don't i don't maybe i've seen you know, you walk in a mall and maybe there's somebody who's a, uh, I guess on the border, you see these coyotes coming across. Yeah. I, I, but I don't see it. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's all happening. And the victims like, are all, you know, in, in, I guess, locked in houses or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a serious, serious thing. What this is the, ruining children's lives. How many, like, what's the, what are the stats on it? Yeah. Uh, I think they said one of them in the, in the trailer is, uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know, I'm, I'm, but it, it's a lot. I mean, it's, it's overwhelming just how big of an issue it is. It's just hard to believe. And, you know, you want your kids just to play around and they should, but people need to be in the neighborhood kind of they're watching a little yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah. My wife was telling me, somebody put up on social media about, I, I think even in, in our life, I don't know, well, Alex, you're in, pretty young, but, but when I was a young, when I was a kid, man, I, I, I'd get my friends, go down to the miles the creek, away. And, and I, so I, I sometimes would be gone for seven, eight hours yeah. and I'd come back and nobody worried about me. And, yeah. and, and, and wow. nowadays it's just a whole different world. Poor I want to get to some calls. I know, uh, they're coming in now and want to thank everybody who's calling in some comments on this. I know Cecil is uh, feverishly trying to get these people. <laughs> <laughs> in the remaining moments of this show. And so, uh, can we go to Valerie? Sissel's uh, <laughs> like, hold on, Dave. Uh, I know Sissel's got to get him. Okay, let's go to Valerie. Thanks so much for calling Valerie here on GRN Live Friday. And um, go ahead, Valerie. What's, what's your comment for us? Thank you for calling. Valerie, you there? Valerie is... Okay, there we go. Hi, Valerie. Go. go ahead. You're on. Yeah, I had a comment because I was telling Sissel that it, it, no, I cannot watch the news, any channel anymore. So I just turn, come home, watch, um, YouTube. And then I'll find things I like on YouTube and I feel like I know things. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we do. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so I just pick what I want to watch on YouTube, like Candace Owen, or yes, yes, yes. But my dad is, of course, a Hispanic older man who considers himself a Democrat. And I accidentally sent him something on his um, for, through his phone that he did not talk to me for like three days oh wow yeah and so i'm like okay i i felt like i understood that in the bible when um when it says uh sons will not talk to um fathers will not talk to their sons and blah 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 division right this is happening to me the division is happening and i get it and then all this other stuff is happening and it just frustrates me that people don't know this, can't know this because because of the media that we now live in. Yeah, and yeah. older people don't understand that there is not somebody. There's no Walter Cronkite or everybody trusts. You right, know? No right. Everybody trusts. I saw a story on CNN the other day. You know, they, we got this outstanding economic news yesterday, where the GDP grew right. by thirty three percent, and it really all of us should In the third celebrate. Quarter. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's good news. And For uh, on CNN, it yeah. said, you know, GDP grows by 33%, but 80, 88,000 new cases of coronavirus. You know, I'm like, 
Try to find something bad. Yeah, in the same headline. I'm like, what? Uh, Valerie, thanks so much. I think you make a great point, and we pray for you and your father. I know uh, there is division in families, uh, and we don't have a lot of common values along political lines these days. But um, thank thank, you. I pretty much considered myself. I always kind of tell people he is kind of a Pharisee because we were raised Catholic, and he raised us Catholic. He just didn't follow the rules. Mm. (laughs) Well, here's here's another thing. uh, Looking at a higher perspective, like, we put a sign in our lawn, you know, pro-life, pro-Trump, um, that's just my, my personal thing. Cause I think he, I think that platform is more pro-life. Um, but you know, I, in a way I don't like doing it cause I want to have a relationship with my neighbors yeah, yeah. and we got to keep that, you know, so yeah. that you can vote, but I mean, who is going to win is going to win. I don't know, but you, you, your, your father, you know, we still want to have our relationships. Yeah. Valerie, let me put you on. I'm going to uh, let you go. Thank you for calling. I want to get to okay. Dan real quickly, but uh, th- I really appreciate the call. Dan, uh, uh, thanks for calling in from Houston. Just got about a minute. Uh, well, what's your question or comment? Thanks for calling. Well, my question is, when you see, uh, uh, when you watch the news, they're accusing Trump of being very divisive and Biden being the great... Uh, uh, Unifier? You know, unifier and all yeah. this sort of thing. And what I'm wondering is, uh, ever since Trump got into office, he seems to me to be, because he's so pro-life and he's so uh, pro-religious liberty, I'm wondering if what we're seeing is basically a societal exorcism, in a sense. In other words, because of Trump and his policies and Mike uh, Pence's uh, vice president, if basically what Trump is doing is calling out all these uh, things that are wrong, and basically the demons are being forced to reveal who they are wow. and what they are. This is, and people this are just, they're just throwing a fit over it. So when you say Trump is the cause of all these riots and all this stuff, in a sense, he's right. Why? Because he's calling out all the evil influences in our culture, and now they're revealing themselves, and people and the demons are extremely upset that they're being forced to reveal their faces and their real wow. identity. Dan, 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 thanks so much. Uh, we're coming up in the end of the show, the radio show. Uh, can you hang with us in the after show for a couple of minutes? I'd like to continue. I don't, are you able to stick around? No, no i got to okay. get going. <laughs> got to go. Okay, uh, great, great point. I, I, I wonder really, who's exercising and we, who, and we though. See it spill, yeah. We see it spilled over in the streets, too, where it's yeah. just uh, raw evil. Uh, that's just not the way you, you, you throw a temper tantrum. Uh, Dan, hang on a second. I think you got to really good point. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. All Saints Day, All Souls Day. God bless you, and uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Monday, Joe and the team will be on with GRN Live Monday. Thank you for listening to GRN Alive from the studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network. For more faith, fun, and facts, join our email list. Just text the letters GRN to the number 42828. That's GRN to the number 42828. And may your Friday be filled with the joy of the Lord. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. 
Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be his most sacred heart. Blessed be his most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. A-T-H, 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth.